one of my college roommates, Steve Berliner, DaleWileyShow.com. Well, so am I talking to my old friend, Steve Berliner? Hello, everyone. <laughs> well, Steve, let's first talk about how we met. Gosh, uh, WashU, August 1990. Right. Oh, Umrath 3. Yes. The place of Umrath. As they said. Yes. And, and my first memory of you is at a frat party in the first week or so of being in school, and you were having the best time in the world. Pretty sure of it. Probably. Um, <laughs> it, well, from what I can remember through the fumes of memory and alcohol, Right. Um, but <laughs> for, for those out there in the podcast land who haven't met me, uh, I right. was a uh, teacher's pet in high school. I did right. not, not that socially sophisticated, shall we say. So right. <laughs> um, not quite as bad, perhaps, as some of our buddies who had been at a uh, all-boys uh, parochial school sort of uh, right. environment. But <laughs> I was the good kid let out. Uh, off his leash for the first time, and yes. uh, perhaps I overindulged from time to time. <laughs> well, that's something that happens to everybody. But you were from where? Let's, let's start there. I grew up in the suburbs of New York City. So I was born okay. in the Bronx, but moved out to the suburbs when I was four. So I grew up about 30 miles northwest of New York City. And WashU was the school furthest away. Right. Uh, that I got into, uh, and that was <laughs> part of the reason why I went there. Um, what this, were the other choices? What were the other schools you looked at? Oh, you're going to make me think? Um, yes, I am. There were the three SUNY universities that I got into, uh, right. State University of New York, Binghamton, Albany, and Buffalo, which, you know, it's like the uh, University of Missouri system or the um, University of California system out here. Right. And what else? Um, University of Rochester, Lehigh, um, Michigan. Michigan was my early uh, admission, oh. as I recall. And I remember visiting Ann Arbor November of 1989, maybe right. 10 days before <laughs> Thanksgiving. And we probably should have turned around halfway there because we hit a blizzard on the Ohio Turnpike, so bad that we had to pull over. Wow. That was should have been my first clue. Right. And the second clue was we got there, and it was, you know, New York is cold. You know, right. I was in um, New York. We had, you know, I grew up with snow and so forth. But sure. I couldn't imagine, I couldn't imagine being there, uh, not seeing the sky for, you know, six months. Right, and it was, and while it was Ann Arbor, and I'm sure you've been there. Um, oh, I've heard of it. I've not been there. Um, it's a cute college town, you know. Right. You know, tens of thousands of students, and it was just too big. Uh -huh. And I picked Washington just because it, it was a nice balance. Right. You know, I, I visited several of the uh, famous liberal arts schools in New York and New England, and. Uh -huh. You know, you would have known everybody on campus from freshman right. to senior by the end of their first semester. Yes. And you had a nice balance, and it was far away, yes. and there were still enough East Coast people that it felt, you know, I was, you know, it felt familiar, but there were plenty of people 
from the rest of the country and around the world. Um, yes. You know, going to uh, Binghamton, which would have, if I had stayed home, uh, which would have saved me a lot of money, um, but, you know, Binghamton was 90%, you know, people from New York right, and, and then Pennsylvania and New Jersey. And like, no, it would have been a repeat of high school. Right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I quite understood how many New Yorkers there were because, as I'm sure you noticed, there were still so many people there were from a lot. the Northeast uh, at Washington. <laughs> there definitely so, were. Yes. Uh, I don't know if we were experiencing culture shock so much as causing it. <laughs> or both, yes. I would say I'm sure that. it was both, absolutely. Right. And so talk about MRAF 3. What was that like? Wow. Um I mean, we had people. Well, there were there were still a bunch of New Yorkers, um, right? But I, it was fairly mixed. I was there early. I I can't recall. I think you were there. Uh, they had freshman camp. Yeah, sure was. Okay, that's that's how I thought we had met because we were there early. Yes. And uh, I especially probably wanted. It's probably uh, my memory off. <laughs> And I need I almost needed to get there early because uh, I was in a triple room. Uh, so oh, I had yeah. two roommates. Right. So I, I wanted to try to get, which had a single bed, a single right. raised bed, and a double bunk bed. Okay. And I was like, I'll be damned if I have to be in a bunk bed. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't have to share a room or a bunk bed, you know, for 17 years growing up. Now right. in college, right. I have to do that. Right. So. Uh, that's I remember getting there early for that, and I had quite the uh, odd, you know we were the odd odd triplet of roommates. Yes, and it was well in many ways. So tell me about your roommates. God, I haven't even thought about them since we graduated. Uh, <laughs> so Clarence Rogers, no joke right. for you airplane fans, uh, was the local kid, right? Uh, African American. Uh, fellow business school student from North St. Louis, as I recall, uh-huh. and a great guy. Uh, you know, we got along well. Didn't talk um, much. I know that. But was very shy. Now, right. he was he was even uh, more needed more social development, I perhaps even than me, because <laughs> um, he had gone Definitely. to. Uh, I think he had gone to an all Catholic, a uh, Catholic all boys school. So right. I think he was rather unnerved having women in the class <laughs> at, at first. Wow. So that was an adjustment for him. Right. Uh, and then my other roommate was Jamie Rooney, uh, right. a rich Jamie. kid from Washington, D.C. Right. And, and he was not a social – he didn't shy away from anything social. He was uh, a player. He was a player. Uh, <laughs> and he was he was a fraternity guy. I mean, like, he, he knew he was a fraternity guy. and. Right. Uh, he met someone after, I mean, he played around a little bit, but uh, met a very nice person. I'm blanking on her name uh, in the first couple of months, and they were together for the whole the whole time. But he was mostly with his girlfriend, like all four years. Uh-huh. So, but as I recall, he only actually kicked us out of the room once. <laughs> okay. For happy fun time, uh, which right. okay, great, but <laughs> and I don't, Julie was her name. I damned if I remember her last name, but oh. uh, and from what Clarence told me, he only got awakened two or three times 
uh, okay. from nocturnal activities. <laughs> but um, I didn't know how to take that. But hey, we were right next to the RA, so things weren't Definitely. any. Yes, Steve and Stacy. I was next to Stacy, wasn't I? Yes, I think so. Okay, because I and I had. Oh God, um, Rachel and Adrian. Adrian across the hall from me. Well, I still talked to yes. I saw the picture uh, when you went to the reunion. Um, yes. You and Adrian and Sarah Maylander. Yes, and Summer was there, and everyone. Yes. Yes. Wow. Um, but our, I mean, it was. It, we had a mix of all types, you know, from southern princesses to right. you know, Long Long Island people uh, <laughs> to uh, you know, people like yourself who were, uh, you know, I wouldn't call you a local, but you know, you were. Well, no, I was not local, but no, I was not, at least from uh, Missouri. But you were at least from Missouri, so you right. had a better feel for uh, our area. Um, yeah, we had. Uh, a good cross-section of the country uh, yeah. represented, I think. Probably uh, more New Yorkers uh, than anything, but a few Chicago people. Right. Uh, not, I, I can't recall any other locals other than Clarence, actually, who like were from uh, the St. Louis area. I, I really can't think offhand, but it was it was one of those deals where it was, it was still a point where they had selected the roommates, and right. that was a big part of what made I think what we did so cool. Yes. Right. I don't recall much in the way of anyone having negative situations. There were a couple, but it was far because it really was a very good system. It's just amazing that they and the fact that they had to do it by I guess by by eyeball back then. Right. Yes. Was, Incredible, and just the psychology that goes into it, just from reading uh, our essays and you know to right. try to divine our personalities was yes, uh, pretty remarkable it really is, and you know I mean that stuff is now so unthought of in today's world, but back then that made a difference a big difference right, and I'm sure you'll be thinking about that relatively soon for your kids. Well, my my oldest daughter is a sophomore in college, so it's happened oh, already. Oh, I thought you. Oh, I didn't. Re, I thought they were uh, approaching high school now. I didn't. Nope. Uh, nope. A high schooler. Well, two of my girls graduated a year early, so mm-hmm. one is a senior in high school, and then one is a sophomore in college, and then Matthew is a freshman. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it's kind so, of crazy. Yeah, and just the fact that my classmates. Children are in college now. I know. It's just you know, from college and high school, and mind blowing. Right. It totally is. Now, of course, we had the first year, and then the second year, we all roomed together. And so, yeah. tell us about that. So uh, we were in was it? I think it was Building G, right? Uh, uh, it's from the GHI building, and it was a six-person suite. Right. And it was you and I. Well, I like to say it was the punchline suite. Three a Jews, a Mormon, a Muslim, and a Presbyterian. That's, you know, I've used that description myself. Um, <laughs> just because people don't believe me. They talk about, right. uh, you know, what was your situation? And they're like, you right. know, just uh, the three Jews and the Muslim might be a, a sitcom right there. But 
Um, <laughs> it was me and Andy Lupatkin, and right. then uh, Summer Islam and uh, Scott Reiser. Right. And yourself and one of the singles. That and were, deal. And well, we were going to have Paul from on right. that me. Uh, I just like <laughs> I just like Paul's last name. Reiser. Paul. No, no. Scott Reiser and Paul. Oh, Scott Reiser. Yes. Um, um, and I forget Paul's last name, but Paul ended up pulling out. He was working with girl. Jamie Sorry. Ruby, uh, who was my, you know, uh, freshman, one of my freshman roommates. Right. And they, they got a spot off campus, as I recall. Uh-huh. And so we were stuck, and we thought that we were going to lose our suite. Right. And uh, the, the people in the South 40 said, no, uh you guys can keep it and, you know, just too many people to try to place. We'll right. just fill in a returning student. And right. We didn't, we didn't know what returning student meant. Right. So then they put in Matt Beal. Yeah. Thank you for remembering his name. And he was from Eagle, Idaho. Right. I recall. And he was an engineering student who had done his freshman year and as a Mormon had then gone uh, – Abroad, and I can't remember where. I think it was Italy. To right, do his, I think so. Uh, his two-year mission, yes. uh, which all um, young Mormon people or young Mormon men need to do. Sure. And I, I think I'm pretty sure it was Italy because I believe you guys. I think uh, so. you were studying. You were studying Italian, right. weren't you? Well, I and, studied in Italy that summer before, so yes, you know. But he was a nice guy, but he didn't have much in common with us. No, when uh, it, I think it did put a damper on our party plans uh, that year, because <laughs> we were gonna we were gonna rock out and have kegs and all that, and you know, right. party with the girls next door. <laughs> and I think we all kind of, not that he would have minded, right? Uh, but when it was uh, all of us out in the common room, having ordering yet another. Uh, batch of Domino's cheese, bacon cheeseburger right. pizzas. Yes. <laughs> uh, and hopefully Summer's parents won't hear this. Um, right. And he would just be holed up, uh, presumably studying his engineering. Right. He studied more than anyone else. I mean, really, he just probably was, you know, just a different world than, than we were. Oh, and part of it was the age, and part of it was, you know, his um, – his personal, the focus in his personal life. Yes. And so tell me what you remember about that group. Uh, I think, I'm pretty sure I was the annoying one. <laughs> well, um, I I wouldn't categorize it like that, but I would say that you definitely had your own style. And you yes. had a lot of things, and I loved how Derek Levy, who I've stayed in touch with, he definitely helped make you more socially aware. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Talk yeah. about him. I like him. Um, wait, we're talking about Andy? Oh, no, Derek Levy. Oh, oh Derek Levy, yeah. So Derek, so Derek Levy uh, transferred into the – was on uh, Umrath 2. Right. Umrath here, and right. Uh, transferred into the business school – uh, for our sophomore year. Right. And I believe it was the summer after our freshman year. Uh, it, well, back up a second. 
Derek Levy lived in New Jersey, just over the border from yeah. where I lived, like mm-hmm. not even 10 miles away. Okay. But, you know, we did not know each other before Wash U. Um, right. But, you know, we would go shopping over on his side of the border. They would come over there. And I ran into him um, in the middle of the summer after freshman year. Right. Like, an arcade or something. He's like, hey, what are you doing here? Oh, I live in New Jersey. And, uh-huh. you know, I, I live like 15 minutes from here. So right. we started hanging out that year. And he became part of my little B-school uh, group of friends. Right. Um, and he and his roommate from freshman year made the comment, you know, we were at all the same parties as you freshman year. Right. And we got C averages and you got a B average. You know, we, we got to, <laughs> we got to hang out with you so we can learn to balance these things a little better. Definitely. Back with Steve after a break, DaleWileyShow.com. Do you love music? Do you know about the musical map of Missouri? Dallas Wayne, Chuck Berry, Dave Alvin, Robbie Folks, The Skeletons, The Ozark Mountain Daredevils, Uncle Tupelo, Wayne Carson, Nellie, Lou Whitney, Symptoms Morell, City, Jessity, St. Louis, St. Joe, Columbia, Buckle of the Bible Belt, the Studio on South Avenue in Springfield, 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 Missouri. Add the Missouri Music Podcast to your list of favorites. Lawyer, author, and Slewfoot Records label owner Dale Wiley takes you on a musical trip around Missouri while raising funds for Musical Map of Missouri, a nonprofit organization which will help ensure Missouri musicians affected by COVID-19. Visit MissouriMusicPodcast.com for more information. Tune in to the Missouri Music Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. More with Steve Berliner, DaleWileyShow.com. So I hung out with, you know, Derek was in my, um, in my little group in most of my business classes, you know, for all our group projects. Uh, and then, you know, for junior and senior year, he and I uh, roomed together. Oh, yes. So uh, that was a big part of that. So we, you know, and we had a lot of the same viewpoints. And I don't know if that was just personality or where we're from combination of both i'm sure sure right but that certainly helped quite a lot and you know it's amazing to see how much you grow up in that time you know being at college yes and well see to me you were always the cool guy who had already like done all that and i frankly always expected you to be a reporter for rolling stone magazine Um, (laughs) but i went through a lot of growth just because I had always had my head in the clouds. And right. so being, you know, interacting with people that I hadn't known since first grade, right. uh, uh, for me was, you know, it was a lot more personal growth. You know, sure. you know the educational stuff was important too, but, um, you, you know, making mistakes, socially speaking, uh, right. and, you know, learning more uh, about uh, myself and, whether it was in class or in social activities or student activities uh, was equally important. You know, and I feel like that's one thing. I still remember that Derek helped you grow up in a social way, and that was very good for you. 
it's interesting. Uh, you know, I hadn't, it was just like a guy I was hanging out with. So right. that's, that's interesting to hear that from a third party. Right. And so let's talk about Andy Lopatkin. Tell me about him. So Andy was so solid and uh, you know, one of those people where when you're hanging out with them, you are always in a conversation and there's never, there's right. never awkward silence. Exactly. So fun. So nice. From Morristown, New Jersey. Yes, uh, just the nicest guy. And, yes. you know, I, we, I think we got along in part uh, because of that similar, you know, Northeastern uh, Jewish uh, similar backgrounds. Uh-huh. And, and I recall just this thing where, like, one of his, his stepbrother or something had come out to Northern California. Right. Yes, uh, for uh, rehab-related reasons, unfortunately. Right. Uh-huh. And so I, I seem to recall talking to him a little bit about what I knew about Northern California after I moved. But yes. You know, I didn't really know California very well by you know senior year, so there wasn't really right. much in the way of uh, pointers I could give him. Well, and so let's talk about that and where you are now. Okay. Um, Summer, uh, the spring of our junior year, right. my dad got uh, transferred out to Santa Clara, California, in the hardest right. Silicon Valley. And um, so at the end of junior year, I moved uh, to Silicon Valley where I had never lived before. Okay. And it was kind of surprising because, you know, it hadn't ever been an ambition of any of ours uh, to go to California. I mean, we had sure. been out there. And uh-huh. we liked it, but uh, my younger sister and I were both in college. Yes. Nothing holding us down. And Dad got the offer of a lifetime, and they said, okay, we're going. Okay. So I came home to – I went out to California after uh, the summer after our junior year. Right. Uh, and it, it, was, it was a nice place, but I wasn't thinking of, okay, this is home. Sure. I was thinking, I need to get some money for senior year. Right. And came back and was living with uh, Derek Levy right off campus, right opposite right. South 40. Right. And as you may recall, there was the tail end of the recession still going yes. on uh, yes. in 93, 94. And I'd say more than half of my business school class anyways did not have jobs. When okay. we graduated, and I had had, I was one of the few people who actually got flown somewhere, as I recall. I had an interview with some huge consulting company outside of Washington D.C. Right. So I had uh, interviews with them. So I was like, all right, and I, would, you know, was trying to get in with some Wall Street firms as well. So right. my, I was trying, okay, New York or Washington or St. Louis, sure. and none of my interviews fell through either. I wasn't a right fit, or they said, you know what, we've decided not to fill the position. Okay. So June 94, we graduated. I came home uh, to the Silicon Valley, helped my parents move into uh, the house that they had just bought. Okay. And a week later, watched the OJ chase. <laughs> wow. And watched the Knicks lose the NBA Finals and the wow. Rangers win which was a crushing disappointment because 
you know, I was, uh, you're a sports fan, you can appreciate this, yes. you know, uh, I was uh, a, a born into a traditional New York City sports family. Right. So Yankees, Giants, Knicks, and Rangers, okay. all the original teams. And they, the Knicks and the Rangers had never gotten that far right. with, you know, in my life. Well, yeah. 1972-73, when the Knicks at last won, doesn't count. Right. I was an infant. Yes. And so there they are. You know, the Knicks are losing, the Rangers winning, Mateau, 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 and now I'm a, cal- a citizen of California. So I was <laughs> sad. And I ended up uh, just temping around uh, that summer until I kind of temped my way into a job with uh, – Comerica Bank, which okay. I don't know if you would have. I'm pretty sure they. It's only in a few states, but I uh, remember that being, But that's all I remember. But from Comerica Park, you remember them from the Tigers. Yes, exactly. Um, and uh, a ma- there I was in Silicon Valley, and actually found a job in banking in my major. Uh, right. In '95. So, uh, and just said, all right, well, I got a job here, and. Uh, the fact that it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't snow out here right. in, in <laughs> yes. Central California. Right. Not really Northern California, more like Central California. But right. there I was, uh, December 93, and then again December 94. Uh, and, yeah, summer 94 after we graduated. And at most it would get down to the high 40s. Right. But it wouldn't snow and it wouldn't freeze. And uh-huh. compared to what we had in St. Louis, never mind yes. <laughs> New York, I'm like, hey, right. this isn't bad. Right. You know, um, and no humidity. Right. Which, you know, in Missouri, I, frankly, I think this is bad or worse uh, than it was in New York. Yeah, uh, totally. Agree. And something I'm sure you can appreciate, no mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're not, uh, in the summer, one does not walk around slapping oneself silly. Exactly. Uh, uh, so, like, you know, hey, this could work. Uh-huh. So there I was in central, in, in Silicon Valley. And then right as I started my job is when um, Netscape was founded and the dot-com right. boom started. Okay. And there I was. I mean, it was already Silicon Valley. But right. it notably changed even, uh, even then. Uh, there were still a few orchards. Uh, left in Santa Clara County uh, when I moved there. And a lot of my friends uh, who I met who were locals talked about how much development had happened and so forth. And it's kind of hard to picture, but um, you, I'm sure, read The Call of the Wild by Jack London. That Uh starts in Santa Clara County, you know, and it was all orchards and farmland. Right. No industry and so forth. And when I got there, the last vestiges of that were being uh, swept away and redeveloped in favor of, uh, you know, How tech company 2.0. since you've been there? I'm sorry? How has it changed since you've been there? How has it changed? Uh, well, yes. a, lot, a lot more development and a lot more – a lot of it is – you know, going vertical isn't quite the right word, but even more tech focused because they're used. Uh, the major 
driver used to be the Air Force Base in Sunnyvale, okay. and, which was uh, Air Force and NASA, and there was a big Lockheed plant. Right. So a lot of the guys who founded uh, Apple like, were like the children of Lockheed engineers. Uh-huh. That's what it's like. And where it became, uh, and there was a lot more, and there was manufacturing. My dad's company, which um, made integrated phone systems, like, you know, you're in an office and you pick up and you dial an extension. Sure. Um, um, not only was it the development site, but it was they also had manufacturing on site. Um, other than that, um, a lot of the companies that were founded uh, were, you know, software-based, shall we say. Okay, right. So, Intel, which is around the corner from my dad's office in uh, Silicon Valley, is one of the few outfits where I think it's they still do manu- some manufacturing on site. Uh, right. Don't quote me on that. But definitely more uh, move away from manufacturing or physical manufacturing into online development. Right. Whether it's, uh, you know, Yahoo and Google, um, you know, Sun Microsystems, uh, right. Oracle, you know, it's all software. And you can see the development. The Because I didn't grow up there, I'm not the best judge, but the – you could see some demographics changing. Uh, it was yes. very uh, not. It's not that it was white, but it was. It had your Caucasian areas, and you had Latino areas. And uh, interestingly, uh, San Jose, eastern part of San Jose has a lot of Vietnamese. Right. Um, but in the areas around uh, Apple, like Cupertino and Sunnyvale and so forth, a lot uh, more uh, Chinese and Asian people. Uh, moved in in the past generation, and because of the H-1B visas, uh, a lot of Indian people have okay. moved in, which um, were negligible even 25 years ago, and now it's a significant presence because it's a, a brain gain in the area. Right. So many uh, smart people uh, moving to Silicon Valley. Wonderful. Um, but so what are you doing uh, now? So now I'm doing uh, residential real estate uh, okay. in San Francisco, which is right. uh, uh, 50 miles away. People think that they're, like, next to each other. Right. But, uh, I'm up in the city about 50, 55 miles away from my family down in San Jose. And the market here, it, it, it's definitely suffering right now. But, you know, for the past 30 years, and especially in the past 10 years, it's been insane. Uh-huh. And between the tech, you know, companies driving people and the demographic patterns of people wanting to work for the tech companies right. 40, 50 miles away, but still demanding the city lifestyle. Right. So you had tons of people moving into brand new high rises in downtown San Francisco and then making that commute down the peninsula to Facebook and Google and so yes. forth. So prices between that and the interesting take on housing policies that they have here. Right. Um, have conspired to drive prices that make people pretty much everywhere else in the country except perhaps Manhattan right. say, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> Paying how much for how little? Right. 
Uh, and that might be a subject of a whole other po- podcast for you. <laughs> well, that's that's amazing to think about, you know, because that is a great spot to be in and a great business to be in, too. Yes, um, it's demanding and, you know, but just like any other, you know, it, it's still real estate, so it's mostly about whom you know. And right. to know a lot of the people and to have the right buyers and to be able to meet the sellers. And before, uh, in the past five to eight years, it was mostly about knowing people who wanted to sell because right. there was such demand uh, that you 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 could just throw it out there, any old product out there, and you sure. would find a buyer. Yes. Uh, at the moment, that has absolutely flipped 180. Really? Okay. Because of uh, the coronavirus restrictions and right. so many of the tech companies saying work from home and yes. you can take your job and work from elsewhere, uh, we're noticing uh, flight, uh, definite uh, residency flight out of the city. Okay. Uh, people are moving, either they're leaving California completely, you know, they're cashing in and moving to lower areas, and you may see articles uh, about people complaining in Austin and in Denver and in Portland and Seattle <laughs> about the damn Californians driving up the prices, uh-huh. or they're moving out of San Francisco to the suburbs. Um, but in any case, they're moving out of, they're trying to move into single-family homes. So they're like, if we need to continue to shelter in place, right? I, I want to do it, you know, with my, in my own space and not have to share on space Right, uh, with other people, and especially for all the the relatively new buildings in the downtown and just south of downtown area here, all those high rises which share you know common HVAC and an elevator. People like I can't be sharing air with you know a few thousand other people who somebody might be uh, sure getting us sick. So we're having what some people are calling historic levels of available condominium inventory. Okay certain sections of the city because people are just fleeing uh, I don't know what the term, share, multiple unit housing. People are just getting out of that. Wow. Uh, it, you know, so I, I have a friend who, who left her apartment in one of those high rises and bought up in wine country up in uh, the town of Sonoma uh, uh-huh. just to get away from all that. And for, she's fortunate in that her job is perfectly portable, you know, which you can do it all online. And uh, there's a much greater acceptance for the time being of remote work. Okay. Where do they find you online? What's your website? Uh, www.gpk, as in George Peter King, SF, as in San Francisco, dot com. Okay. And you also have a Facebook page. What is that? Uh, Facebook? Uh, yes. Oh, well, uh, for the business, it's just... Yes. Uh, you would just look up GPK Luxury Real Estate. Wow. That's yeah. so cool. That's so Tony. That's so unique. It, it, it's the, the senior colleagues here have been in the Knob Hill neighborhood of San Francisco right. for 40 years. Uh-huh. And they've a uh, number of high-rise apartments, both condominium and cooperative, 
in the area and lived in quite a number of these buildings. And right. uh, when you do finally come out here to visit me, uh, <laughs> yes, you know, we'll, you know, we'll take you to Giants game. But uh, right. my office is two blocks from the Fairmont Hotel. Oh wow! And which you might want to take your kids. That's the original Fairmont, the very first one. Wow. And, um, you probably already knew this, but that is where the United Nations was created. Right. In, uh, was it 1946, 1945? Yes. So there's a nice little plaque in there. And, um, you know, this is, uh, the, this neighborhood is where all the railroad barons built their, their mega mansions for, right. uh, at the time, you know, 140, 150 years ago. Right. So it's a Tony area. Um, and we try to serve that market. And right. it's, it feels weird because, you know, I'm trying to work with, you know, people who are also, who are not in the, uh, you know, gazillionaire range as well. Sure. And, you know, just, you know, who just want a regular property, whether it's yes. rental or purchase. And it's like, but things are so out of whack here. I mean, the average two-bedroom, two-bath condominium is in San Francisco is probably about somewhere over $1.3 million. Wow. And that's, that's the Missouri for sure. And it's, you know, one, it, it, your, your standards get uh, completely out of whack compared to the rest of the country. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's like going out, uh, you know, dining in Las Vegas. You know, the prices are so inflated. Right. You know, your uh -huh. standards just get shifted. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when we, uh, when I go visit elsewhere or when I talk with friends and relatives who are looking to purchase uh, uh, in other parts of the country where they live, they ask for my opinion and I, I can't give them one because right. it, it's, it, it, you get so much more uh, for your buck. Uh, and so people ask, well, why do you want to live here? And a lot of it is, um, Certainly, the the physical climate. Sure. Know, we, we referenced earlier, you know, the temperature and you know how cold it doesn't get and how hot it doesn't get, at least right. in the city. And some of it is the politics, although that's another issue. <laughs> a different podcast, definitely. Uh, yes. Well, suffice it <laughs> to say that compared to a lot of our friends and classmates from WashU, right. I might be the most flaming liberal they know. Uh huh. He, here I'm a, a bit right of center. Right. <laughs> but I mean, Diane uh, Feinstein uh, lives about half a mile from me, or her nominal apartment. And uh, Nancy Pelosi is my uh, representative in the House of Representatives. Oh wow. So when you know, it's not that I would choose her. I don't. I don't have a beef with Nancy Pelosi. Uh, Diane Feinstein, I have some issues with, but. <laughs> Um, but that's, you know, where, where I live. And I live, I'm fortunate to live in, in one of the nicest areas of San Francisco, although I rent. Um, right. But just to give you a picture, uh, the Mrs. Doubtfire house. Right. Uh, where Sally Field lived with her kids. Sure. About two blocks from my apartment. Wow. So, um, which I can't take credit for. It's just, you know, I just happen to live over there, sure. but in terms right. of 
um, how nice the area is. And yes. um, the full house house is, I think, about a mile away. Wow. That's so fun. And I so enjoyed having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Dale. It was great chatting with you. Yes. I loved get to chat, and thank you very much for coming on. All right. I look forward to hearing the final results. All right. Sounds good. DaleWileyShow.com.